0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome
1: back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by the dancing Michael.
2: Hello, everybody. He's excited. I got nothing. I got nothing to to say to, to accompany this dance. I don't know why I was dancing. Just in the groove, man. It's ready to go.
1: Um, speaking of ready to go, man, we got a baseball game that just ended. I uh, got some, we, we say this every week, more basketball news to talk about real quick. Um, baseball, like I said, football, the draft happened last weekend. A couple guys drafted, a couple guys signed free agent deals. And uh, of course, we have to get to what we learned.
2: Oh, yeah, I've got some, I've got some good ones this week.
1: So, you know, you know that if you want to follow us on the Twitter at 23 personnel, two ends there in the middle at punts suck to get me Spencer and at Michael underscore LBK. I'll let you guess who that one's for. You can follow us on Instagram, 23 personnel podcast, and you can soon follow us on Locker Room. It's the live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to me, Michael, fans, athletes, insiders, in real-time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You'll be able to share your experiences on the app, start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. We'll be hosting rooms, uh, discussions in the fall. Come talk with us. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app. It's free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join our group. We'll be going live in the fall. Probably testing it out at some point. Getting a new phone here pretty soon. Getting back on the Apple bandwagon. There you go. So be able to run that on a a legit phone instead of uh, this iPhone 7 I have sitting on my desk over here that is now five years old oh well that's fine locker room follow us when we get going and we'll definitely have some live shows for you in the fall
2: and guys if you need some more podcasts if you need some more sports podcast listening pleasure i've got one for you sports culture takes take line has it all take line is a weekly podcast hosted by emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods.
1: With that, Michael, let's jump into basketball. Roll it. Here comes Stevenson. Spins.
0: Shot clock is a three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he's got it to go. Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Tyler Edwards. Ready, double, into two.
1: All right, Mark Adams continuing to build that roster. Got the commitment for Hampton transfer wing player. Davion Warren is headed to Texas tech. It's a 6'6, six, six, 210 guard slash wing.
2: Your yes, typical two, three. That's what, that's what it looks like. Yep.
1: Two, three guy that comes out here to play Texas tech. Um, his past year averaged more than twenty-one points a game, six point three rebounds, three assists, while shooting forty-six percent from the field, thirty percent from three, and hitting seventy percent, seventy-six percent of his free throws. Adams looks to be going after a lot of offensive talent, and then saying, "I will teach you the defense."
2: Yes, we well, I like this. I like the three assists. I mean, I think that's a big number. A guy who can distribute the ball, find somebody else who can make a shot. Something else worth noting is the year before he only averaged ten points a game, that jumped up to twenty one point two this this last year. I do think he, uh, has three years of eligibility left.
1: I'm not sure how that works out, but that's what the tweet says from transfer tapes. Available transfer Davion Warren, ball guard, three years of eligibility remaining.
2: Right. But I'm not sure how that worked. I did hear anyway. Yeah. An interview saying
1: that he uh, (laughs) feels he'll be able to chase his ultimate goals at a bigger school that will offer him the opportunity that he is seeking. Obviously, make the connection. He's probably looking to get into a professional league and didn't think he could do that from Hampton.
2: So. He's
1: heading to Texas Tech.
2: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he has a good relationship with with Coach Williams Mm -hmm. and then built a good one with Adams. Those are his words, which. Adam seems to be pretty good at doing that sort of thing, uh, appealing to, to guys. And I think he seems like a sincere type person who I don't think he'll BS you or anything. I hope not. Because uh, yeah. we've seen our share of that, apparently, <laughs> the last few years. Doesn't, some of us some of us didn't know it until the last minute. Yeah, I didn't definitely.
1: Know. The, the concerning thing at this point is your tallest person still is 6'7". On the roster now oh. you've got several spots left five scholarship spots remaining obviously you can you can address that with any of those remaining spots uh but your your roster currently looks like this Clarence and avery benson chandler jacobs ethan duncan at your guards your wings kevin mcculler chibuzo agbo kj allen adonis arms davion warren and then marcos Marcus Santos Silva as your big, obviously still waiting on Mac McClung. And I guess technically still Tarrant Shannon, but that could be a while.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, you've got to, cause he hasn't officially left or anything. Yeah. Hit. So I, 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 we could still hold out the possibility that he would come back. It's just not very likely. Neither he or Mac have
1: signed with an agent. So they retain their college eligibility but they are testing the draft waters. Uh, We talked about Daryl Dora a little bit. It was officially announced and he's been brought on as the director
2: of
1: player development. I think Door is a fan favorite uh, from his playing days here at Texas Tech several years ago. Um, the release from Texas Tech says is uh Daryl Door is back at Texas Tech where he will serve as a men's basketball director of player development. Um played for the Red Raiders under head coach Bobby Knight and then was a graduate assistant before moving on As an assistant coach at Austin P. the past couple of seasons.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's great to have him back. And I just loved that he was a grad assistant. The fact that he was still going to school, still furthering his education and getting his diploma uh, while he was probably a very integral part of the Elite Eight and, you know, 2019 Mm -hmm. final championship team are not championship but you know what i mean i didn't mean to bring i didn't bring to bring down the mood everybody anyway it's it's good to have him back he's uh he's someone that i think will relate well with the players and i'm pretty sure that's what Adams said in his comments to um you know about him because i know that he's he's worked with him quite a bit before Uh, adam's actually said And I think this is big. He said, I trust him. And he does a great job of developing trust with each player he works with, which is a pretty big statement to say about anybody. Yeah. So congrats to Dora. Congrats to coach Adams. And hopefully he's got a lot of new guys to, to visit with this time around. I don't even know. Is there anyone other than Benson that was on the roster when he was here (laughs) two years ago?
1: No, because the guys that would have been here are all in the transfer portal. Uh, Thinking of Edwards. Yep. I think it may have been the only one.
2: Yeah, Edwards is over in Houston now. So that's interesting. He's got a whole new batch of guys to work with.
1: Yeah. Uh, We we were talking about this in the Slack chat the other day, uh, kind of talking about the group of players that uh, were playing at Tech when when we became all fans. Daryl Dora was. His last season was the spring of 2007. I came out as a freshman fall of 2007, so I just missed him. Um, but the guys that that were in that first group that I, wa- I like to watch, John Robertson, Mike Singletary, uh, Alan Voskul. Um, it was a lot of fun watching Bobby Knight get his 900 wins. That happened uh, in the spring of
2: 2008. That was fun to be there. Yes. Yeah. I think I was I can't remember if I was at that game or not, but we were we were went to a few games right around that time. Yeah, it, it reminds me it reminded me of the time because it
1: happened um it was around that same time when Sammy Sosa was with the, the, the Texas Rangers going for his six hundredth home run. I went to several Rangers games back to back to back to see it and I missed the one game he did it. I was there for oh. five ninety-eight and five ninety nine. Um, and I was like, I can't do like five nights in a row, whatever it ended up being. Um, but I was back at home at that point. So I, I I can't remember if it was over the summer of 2008 or whenever, whenever he did that. But or if I was still in high school, anyways, That's, it was an expensive shame. little week and I just missed it. Um, but still that there, there was one, uh, I was, I was there that one night and dude, it was so crazy. Anytime he stepped to the plate, like everybody brought the cameras which of course were like little uh, handheld digital cameras. It wasn't the phone. And anytime the picture started- the flashes. Anytime the, the, the picture started his motion, the flashes all around the stadium were going up because everybody wanted to get a picture of his home run. And anytime he swung or anytime he made contact, everybody jumped up and just, in, you know, in anticipation. I think the last night when I was there, he had a deep, deep fly out to right field and everybody thought he had it. Um, but he just missed it. Anyways, Daryl Dora- Welcome back to Texas Tech as the director of player development. Still adding to the roster. So we'll, we'll continue updating you guys uh, as that moves along. Like I said, we've got five scholarships available, depending on how Avery Benson and Ethan Duncan work out, and then whether or not Mac McClung and Terrence Shannon return. So, as few as one more player added. Going to be added by Mark Adams and the staff, or up to five.
2: So let's let's get a let's get a large man. Yeah, please six ten. Let's get a big guy. Please, yes.
1: All right, with that, Michael, let's uh, let's jump over to baseball because there was a game tonight that was a little more lopsided than I thought it would be. Ooh, me too. I was doing.
0: Left field, well struck. Desloney picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second. There he goes. And the pitch is us hands in to right. First down to the wall. Off the top of the fence.
1: after tonight after taking down the Oklahoma Sooners 14 to 4 in Amarillo in a non-conference matchup Texas Tech is now 30 and 11 10 and 8 in Big 12 play we've got 5 games since we last recorded going back to the non-conference game last Wednesday versus New Mexico um we had heard following that last game against the Bears after that extended uh I guess, wait between the end of the game and Tim Tadlock being available for the post-game press conference. And he had some words for the team. Um, comes out, hosts New Mexico. Those four runs came a little late, so it was not a competitive game. Texas Tech was able to take control early, hold it, exert some dominance, uh, and then move forward. And then we definitely saw that. Uh, you know, heading down to Austin to take on the third-ranked Texas Longhorns in Austin. They had looked uh really strong, at least defensively, in the pitching. Uh, they certainly thought so. When you you look at some of the comments from their starting pitcher, Ty Madden, who went on Friday saying that uh along the lines of, you know, hey, Texas Tech plays up in in Lubbock, uh, it's a different game down here, right? Um, it certainly was because they came down there and they roughed him up too. <laughs> they, yes. They won Friday six to three. Um, They won the series on Saturday. Well, I guess technically won the series on Sunday when the game was resumed Sunday afternoon, but they, they won games one and two of this series, six, three, five, three, and then lost the game on Sunday going for the sweep. 11 to three. So you get yeah, that one hurt. Yeah. A little bit, but you kind of, you were playing with house money at that point. You'd already won the series one, two and three, two of three on the road against a top really good team in the, in the conference. So you're just like, yeah, the sweep would have been great, but, uh, the series win was definitely something to, to celebrate, especially after losing the series the previous weekend to Baylor, which you didn't, I uh, didn't think that was going to happen. Definitely didn't want that to happen. um, but yeah, you you took care of the horns in Austin, which I you've won four of the last five series versus the Longhorns.
2: Pretty good little streak going. So, going well, I well. was I, you know you and I both I think I I know I said this at least last week I was hoping for one win. You know, because Texas came in as a really good matchup or kind of a bad matchup uh, to put it more correctly, but I was expecting, hoping for one win, thinking that Texas was really going to be an issue, especially with their starting pitchers. But, but yeah, they, they just flat out got to uh, Madden on Friday, I think. And do with pumping heat.
1: There's at one point he was hitting triple digits on the radar gun. Um, but yeah, you, you end up putting all six of your runs up by the time you're done batting in the
2: fifth. Hmm. And that was let's see. He pitched. He pitched five innings. So, so those, there were six runs that uh, he accounted for. Five of them earned. But yeah, definitely not his best day. And Tech was able to take advantage of that. And then I think that the way things shook out on Saturday with the rain delay, just how crazy it was getting. I think it was two outs, bases loaded. All sorts of stuff was kind of going wrong for Tech. Uh, they were losing their um, their mojo a little bit. And then I think Sublette came in. He pitched to maybe one batter, and then the game was called. But uh, that was, I kind of think that was a better scenario for Tech. I, I'm not sure if Tech would have come out with a win that day if they'd have kept playing. So I, I think continuing to Sunday was, was good. And then the, the luck ran out after that, the Sunday afternoon game was just, it was tough. It was a tough one to, to pay attention to after a while. And it just, it just kept getting worse. But I, I do think that one of the things that was also really bad, apparently uh, was the TV coverage. <laughs> Did you have any luck watching any of these games? um i
1: watched part of sunday's game so i i couldn't tell you about the the the, the second the full game on sunday I, I watched part of that um i was definitely i know it with them moving the the schedule around with the weather it was on and off of the longhorn network i was not interested in watching on the longhorn network i had to for a little bit listen to the homer calls um from from their side but the the thing that the, I I took some some comfort for, and I I told this to Michael on the Slack chat because it's something that we we complain about all the time watching Tech baseball games. The outfield camera at Tech is like on a scissor lift. It's not a permanent situation, and anytime there's wind, which of course it's always here in the spring, that camera is just bouncing around. And I, I, to be correct, I don't know if it's the wind or the people operating the camera just moving around on on the on the device itself. Uh, and, and that causes the shake, but watching the game in Austin on Sunday, obviously not as windy, but that camera was bouncing around quite a bit too. It's was like, okay, so it, it's not just tech. Uh, sure. Texas has all the money in the world and, and they, they can't do anything about it either or haven't done anything about it, which blows my mind that can't build a semi-permanent platform out there for a camera. Yeah,
2: concrete and beams <laughs> is, I mean, that's just not in the budget. There's just no way... To drill a, a short anchor bolt cage foundation and stabilize some stuff a little bit, yeah. do some trusses and whatnot. Apparently I not. I mean,
1: you need it to hold what five hundred pounds?
2: Yeah, and have I mean, it just you not could rock design rock it in the for Two thousand, it'd be fine. Yeah. Um,
1: so you win this series. Uh, you'd hope for the, the the sweep, but coming out of the weekend, you got a, a pretty healthy bump from respect. Or bump in respect, uh, at least in terms of the rankings. D1 Baseball moved you back up to eight. Baseball America has you at eight. National College Baseball Writers Association has you at eight. Collegiate Baseball has you at eight. The Coaches Poll had you at 13, and your R- RPI jumped up to 13.
2: Yes, I think it was 19
1: yeah. previous to this. Been in the 19, 20, 21 area for the past couple of weeks. And then, like we already said tonight, you took on... OU in a non-conference game in Amarillo. This is at least OU's second Big 12 opponent as a non-conference game. I know they played TCU down in Round Rock, which doesn't make sense because they couldn't play in Dallas somewhere in Arlington. But uh, Texas Tech wins 14-4. to Jumped out four runs in the first, four another four in the third, five in the fifth, And then your last one came in the sixth. Oh, you got on the board two in the fourth, one in the eighth, one in the ninth. That fifth inning featured three home runs and Stillwell's second two-run home run of the night. He had hit two home runs on the night. Both of them were
2: two-run shots. Also something worth mentioning. Kurt Wilson Kurt Wilson got to the mound <laughs> <laughs> and pitched for the first time in 2 years, I think.
1: Yeah, he threw he threw 4 pitches. No, 8 8 pitches, eight. but
2: he had 8 pitches.
1: But saw a full inning of work, um, which is efficient to get through 3 outs and 8 pitches. Uh had a, a pop fly, a grounder. Did give up 2 hits, which is even that much more interesting that he then so he would have had to face well if there was a double play. I, I wasn't able to watch the play. There was a game. double play. Okay.
2: There was. Yeah, uh, that ended the inning.
1: So yeah, he faced four batters. That's what it is. Four batters, eight pitches. Zero ERA. So he got uh he got the the pitching glove back on, got out there, through an inning. Uh Chase Hampton got the start, went Four full innings, gave up two earned runs on five hits, one walk, three strikeouts. Eli Reekman came in, had a, an inning. Haid Key had an inning. Kurt Wilson had an inning. Uh, Brandon Beckel had an inning. Josh Sanders had two-thirds of an inning there at the ninth, in the ninth. And then Andrew Devine came in for one out, but shut it down
2: to end the game. Well, we kind of predicted and thought that both teams would just play with lineups a little bit and take use this game as just kind of an opportunity to just see what happens. And sure enough, you know, both teams trotted out quite a few pitchers. Of, you know, Tech trotted out seven, and I think Oklahoma also trotted out seven, which seems like a lot, especially when it was so lopsided and kind of didn't matter at the end. But it was obvious that. Tadlock was just trying to get some guys in there. He had four guys pitch a whole inning. Yeah. That so was it.
1: The, the guys that went for, for OU, their starter went two innings. Abram went an inning. Ramos went one and two thirds. Atwood went an inning. Smith went one third of an inning. Fowler, a full inning. Carter, a full inning. Um, at the plate for the Red Raiders, you had four home runs on the night. Josh, Josh Young. Jace Young finally breaks that slump. Uh at least of not hitting a home run. Uh it was first in 3 weeks, I believe. Moves him up to 16 total on the year. Good for second in the country. Braxton Fulford hit a home run. He was hitting home runs uh in Austin as well. And then like I said, Cole Stillwell hit two. Um Cal Conley had himself a couple of doubles. Um you just had guys that were doing well at the plate this upcoming weekend you've got a non-conference matchup out of the horizon league in illinois
2: chicago It'll be f- i didn't realize they were part of the horizon league
1: yeah so that's a good like northwest like i haven't looked at the map but it's like a northeast um conference in illinois chicago maybe the furthest west school in that division oh okay okay I think I said Northwest, but I meant Midwest.
2: Um, (laughs) You said, you said Northwest, Northeast, and now
1: Midwest. (laughs) Well, okay. So Illinois, Chicago is obviously in the Midwest. Somewhere Um, up there. (laughs) But if I remember correctly, the, the horizon league is filled with teams from Northeast-ish, Midwest, Northeast, Wright State, Youngstown State, Illinois, Chicago, Oakland, but not in California, Milwaukee. That's probably further West than. Chicago. Um, let's see who else is in that league.
2: It's a small yeah, Oakland, baseball league. Oakland's in Rochester, Michigan.
1: Northern Kentucky, Purdue, Fort Wayne. The other two schools. Wright State in that in that division is really good this year too. Um, but before, I guess before we preview that uh, four-game series, you'll have a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, inter- so I looked at the... I looked at the Illinois Chicago their schedule. They play four game conference series. Like, yeah, I noticed that too. So they're used to the Saturday doubleheader. That may be something to look out for. Uh, as they played thirty one conference games. Yeah, they, they, they've only played uh, a small number of non conference games. Everything else they have played two opponents. Better. That's yeah. it. Um, but before before we do, before we jump into that. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA and NHL are in, you guessed it full swing, get all of the <laughs> latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL and your UFC MMA action before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. You see the Mavericks are up to the fifth place in the West. Uh, no. <laughs> and they were, uh, they were beating the heat. Last time I saw it bet online, your online sports book
2: experts. Okay, guys, pretty excited about this new sponsor. I can't wait with can't sports wait. drink, our podcast host network, you work hard and play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free ch- shipping with code SD at checkout. That's SD, all caps for sports drink. Uh, the classic, From Classic Cuts to USDA Prime to American Style Kobe hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas City Steaks is everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy, each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meats, Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. I almost couldn't get that out without salivating. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to kansascitysteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's kansascitysteaks.com. Code SD, kansascitysteaks.com. Code SD.
1: Looking at their website really quickly, Michael, you're talking about all the the specialty cuts. Under steaks, filet. Kansas City Strip, Ribeye, Porterhouse, Top Sirloin, T-bone, Flat Iron, Steak Burgers, Tips and Medallions, Prime Rib.
2: Those are all aged up to 28 days. And they've got, I ordered some steaks this this week. I was too excited.
1: <laughs> did you use their promo card? I ho- certainly hope you, you did. You bet I did. Might as well.
2: Free shipping. That free shipping saved me, I think, $17.
1: <laughs> uh, they've got prime rib. Um, Wellington barbecue, veal, ham, turkey, chicken, lamb, pork chops, pork roast, bacon, and seafood, lobster tails. There's
2: there's sides too. There's baked potatoes, twice baked potatoes, a bunch of other stuff too. So
1: get in on that, guys. 10% off your order with
0: SD.
1: All right, so upcoming series versus Illinois Chicago Flames. I kind of like that. The, oh, I the mascot. The I mean, yeah. it kind of feels uh more of like a traditional minor league that's not going all crazy like sod poodles or something stupid like <laughs> trash pandas. Um but the flames, that's a solid uh it's a solid mascot. UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago. Um, yes, they play in the Horizon League, but there are some dudes on this team. They've got five batters that are hitting above 330.
2: Yo, 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 yo. Uh,
1: Josh Figueroa, Cole Kahn, Thomas Smart, Matt Botcher, and Brian Rosario. Brian Rosario is hitting nearly 400 on the year. That's up there with Hardman, Tyler Hardman from OU. Um, They um, defensively pitching. They've got a a Monteverde on their staff. Jacob Key. be can look out for him. He's thrown 72 and two thirds innings on the season, including five complete games, Michael. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This dude's got some stamina. ERA of 2.1 whip under uh, 1.88. He's five and three on the season. In those seventy, almost seventy-three innings, giving up forty-five hits, only eighteen runs, nineteen walks, forty-six strikeouts. Opponents' batting average, one seventy-six.
2: Yeah, he's got some stuff, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Now, if you look at, or like if you look at the guys that pitch m- most innings behind him, you've got Ryan O'Reilly. That's a name. Fifty-six and two-thirds innings. His ERA is bumping up over five and a half. So, doesn't look like they have a super deep pitching staff or bullpen.
2: Uh, but Jacob Key is a dude. Yeah. The, the, just the five complete games is nuts to me.
1: Yeah. So, I wrote three in the notes and I checked the stats. No, it's five. Dude, dude's throwing five. Um, you mentioned they've played two non-conference opponents. One of them was Vanderbilt, number two at the time. They got swept by Vanderbilt. Not a nothing to be ashamed of, especially no. with their 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 two guys that would be probably going one and two in the draft this summer. Fifteen zero five two four two. Those the second and third games of those series much closer. Um, this week that weekend, was just their
2: second series period. Yeah, that was their. Early in the season, yeah.
1: Um, let's see who else they played. Florida International is the other team they played. Then they had a uh, Milwaukee, Wright State, Oakland, Youngstown State, Northern Kentucky, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Milwaukee, Youngstown State again. So they, they're they're playing these teams. Not only are they playing double head like four game series. They played two of them twice now. Uh and Gosh, then you just
2: have to get sick of each other, right?
1: Yeah, because after after this weekend against Texas Tech, they're gonna play Purdue Fort Wayne again, Northern Kentucky to
2: finish out their season. So I wonder if that was part of the deal. Sure, we'll come to Lubbock, but we don't know how to not play four game series. <laughs> like except
1: for um except for FIU and Vanderbilt to start the season, everything else has been four game series for them. So like I said, they, they are used to that doubleheader on Saturday. I'd say watch out for it, I I just pointed out the um, lack of depth in their bullpen. Um, those second games on Saturday uh, have usually been really close. I say that. The Wright State game, uh, was they lost 7-0. They won 15-2 their second game versus Oakland, 11-6 the first game. 10-15 the second of the doubleheader against Youngstown state eight to five, Northern Kentucky. So yeah. Friday at two, it's a little earlier start doubleheader on Saturday noon and then four and then a little Sunday morning baseball first
2: pitch at 1130. Nothing says mother's day, like a little bit of morning baseball.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna be able to get the wife out to the ballpark on Sunday. Looking at the weather, there's nothing that would say, like, get the games in early. No, Except not that I
2: could tell either.
1: It's windy Friday and Saturday, but what else is new?
2: Yeah, it's May. It'll be, it's fine. It's gonna
1: be May. Oh, gosh. Um, hey, speaking of, it's uh, Star Wars Day, May the 4th.
2: It is. Pretty, I've, I've enjoyed the random Star Wars interactions throughout the day brands getting in on it it's good
1: we uh we had a, a group chat at work uh group text message that had it was a, a meme that had a star wars character that said may the force be with you and then the second picture was like of a catholic priest and said and also with you <laughs> like we, we kind of miss the opportunity of being a catholic organization to to have fun with that <laughs> we'll tell you that while we do like to be fun um that kind of Personality on social media is not our wheelhouse. Yeah. (laughs) Following the four game series with, uh, UIC. We'll get back to big 12 play to face Oklahoma again. This time we'll be up in Norman. Um, Oklahoma has been really good offensively, really bad defensively. Oh, that didn't really hold out tonight because they only scored four runs. Um, but where were they? They are now third in the Big 12 in runs scored, although that may have changed after tonight. Uh, they they slipped ahead of Texas Tech. So in terms of runs scored in the Big 12, it's TCU, Texas, Oklahoma, and then Texas Tech. Um. Speaking of Monteverde a little earlier, his ERA after this weekend is bumped up just a little bit, 326. His whip went up to 1.04. Opponents batting average 221. Uh, This is all after 60 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, Texas Tech is 14th in the country in runs. Again, like I said, this was all before tonight's 14 runs. That may have changed. Sixth in the country in walks earned. Um... 18th in on-base percentage at 4.01. The 18th sounds kind of low, the leader. Number one is 4.35, so you're not that far behind, even though you're 17 spots. Uh, 12th in the country in home runs. Jace Young has moved into a tie in second for home runs hit at 16. Um, after tonight's, he hit in Amarillo. So, Michael, are you looking forward to some UIC baseball this weekend?
2: I am. I keep trying to, I have not made it to the ballpark yet this year, and I know I'm running out of opportunities. This weekend's not good either. Well, Friday
1: at two, I mean, you got to skip out of work a little early. That's true. But you're not That's missing could, any, any weekend time with your family.
2: I could duck out early on Friday um, and see if I could get out there, but I don't know. That's actually not a bad idea or there's Kansas. The Kansas series is pretty much it.
1: So not bad opponents left on the home schedule for you to go out and catch a Texas Tech baseball game. Seven more home games before Big 12 Conference Tournament and a possible
2: regional host site, which we'll find out here in a few weeks. It feels like this baseball season has flown by and I can't explain why. It's just, it's just flown by. Like the whole last year didn't, but somehow baseball season did.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you look about the schedule, like you've played 42 games already.
2: Yeah. 31 and 11. There's no way that's right. (laughs)
1: 31 and 11, 10 and eight in conference play. I mean, you had that, that, uh, that tournament in Arlington. You played Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi state. That was February 20th, 21st and 22nd. That's yeah, half that was ago.
2: that was right after the the big freeze,
1: because mm-hmm. we were like they weren't prepared going into that that series because they couldn't get on the practice
2: field. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, seven home games left. That's crazy because you look at all the. I mean, you played eighteen conference games. Oklahoma State's already behind you. Kansas State, TCU, West Virginia, Baylor, and now Texas got just two left: Oklahoma and Kansas. All right, Michael, you want to uh, jump over to some football? Yeah, Michael, let's do that. Football.
0: They go four up top. They throw the fade to Fasher. Caught. Touchdown. With Tom delivered. Hand off to Marcus Fields. Down the sideline. Touchdown. Red Raiders. 97 yards. Harold back to throw. Going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. Oh, he, my. he got it. Touchdown, Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raiders! Take a shot to the end zone. It's a touchdown to Reginald Davis! All day to throw. Over the top, Jakeem Grant! Touchdown, Texas Tech! Second down now.
1: All right, so the draft was last week. Had a couple of Red Raiders selected. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that first. Um, Jack Anderson goes in the seventh round to the Bills. Sorry, dude. Although I guess the Bills are better than they used to be.
2: The Bills were pretty good last year, I think.
1: Uh, A little bit lower than the projection we read last week where he was going to be going in the fifth round of the 49ers. Then Zach McPherson went in the fourth round. Couple rounds higher than the projection to the Eagles. Hate to see that as a Cowboys fan, but congrats to those two. And then TJ Vasher and Eli Howard signed free agent deals. Vasher's going to the Cowboys. Not sure how I feel about that as a Cowboys fan because I know Vasher. I want him to be successful and do well, but I kind of have a feeling how that might go. And then Eli Howard uh, signs with the Falcons. I love that though. I think he
2: yeah. will do well. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna work out well. Or I hope he, you know, is able to stay on the team and and make it through all the practices and whatnot they've got coming up. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one ever playing D one football and two working out in the NFL? No, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Um, I'm just tired thinking about it.
1: I still. I I know I know some of the older uh, NFL fans cringe at this. I still would love to see the the Cowboys in the NFC South. Yeah, I'm with you. Trade them out with um, I don't know Tampa Bay or the uh, the Panthers.
2: Yeah, either of those would work. It probably probably Tampa Bay. T- Tampa Bay. What well, I, I don't know, but like Tampa Bay
1: playing in the division. With the Saints and the Falcons. And I suck like, I still like the Panthers though. So yeah, I mean, that makes a lot more sense than playing with New York, Philadelphia. Geographically and for DC. sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I mean, but also kind of not because you know Dallas Dallas Fort Worth is a the big hub of Texas. You know, it's one of the just the big hubs of the nation. And then of course there's New York. Same thing. Not the same thing. <laughs> I'm sure someone listening's like, what? <laughs> Those aren't the same at all. Like, no, no no, yeah, no. you're right. They're not. But you get what I mean. <laughs> well, Philadelphia very, very is. Very large long. population centers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a hub of the Northeast. It's not New York. So yeah. Anyways. Um And then we, we did we did hear that season ticket prices have come down just a little bit this year. Color me shocked!
2: I, you know, I have to eat a little bit of crow here because I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. Until football was beginning to just cease to exist, I never thought that tech would have lower ticket prices ever, 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 ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of joked about like they'll they'll either like keep the ticket price the same or kind of sneaky uh, raise it just a little bit, even on a bad, uh, bad schedule year, but. The release from Texas Tech says they will reduce the average price of a season ticket by 16%.
2: Yeah, and we saw firsthand, friend of the show and host of Dinger Derby podcast and creator of Red Raider Dugout.com, check them both out for tech baseball coverage. But Keith, I'm not going to say amounts, but he saved almost 25% on the tickets that he bought from 2019 versus 2021. So this is real guys. This is a pretty big deal they' They've cut down the red Raider club donation that you have to make. Um, they've cut down the ticket itself. Parking oddly enough, I think was the same, but, uh, those were the two big changes and yeah, I, I know it saved Keith right at 25% of what he paid two years ago. So if you're on the
1: fence, got a little more incentive to buy a season ticket this year. It sounds like they're planning on allowing 100% in the stadium this year until told otherwise. At least that's what I heard from Geo several weeks ago. That's, that's how they're kind of moving forward. Just going to make make plans to be there 100% until they're told they can't do it.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, and there's seats starting as low as 150 per seat. You could do a payment plan or 25 per month if you want. They still have that Red Raider pass, which sounds really cool, but I don't know if I could ever take advantage of it, where you get $120 or you pay $120 and then you're guaranteed a seat to every home game. And, you know, your seat could be anywhere, but you're at least guaranteed to get in the stadium. So they're doing that again, which is good as well. And I think they're having some... They will offer... um General seating, which is interesting. Uh, where, where did I see that? I am totally lost on this. You know, I'm, I'm actually not opposed to general seating on like
1: any of the seats that are like benches. Like if you've got like an actual seat back folding chair or whatever, um, those could be and should be reserved. I think, you know, I now I'm not a season ticket holder and I know there's not a whole lot of those seat back seats in the stadium. I don't know if I'd be opposed to opening up everything else to
2: GA. Yeah. They're, well, they're offering eight general seating price points on the West side of the stadium for the first time. I
1: wonder if that's like open the corners up of that section up at the, the North end zone. Yeah.
2: I wonder that too. I should look into that some more, but Anyways. Any, if anyone was on the fence and didn't know that the prices had gone down, this is definitely good news for you because I never thought I would see it, especially after the year they just had and good on them. Good for them for doing it. I I think it's a, it's a great thing to do and they're, they're probably just trying to get people to fill the stadium, obviously. And, you know, buy a $5 hot dog and a $5 bottle of 30 cents of water and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I would like to see the stadium full again, but, um, me too. I'd like to hear it full. Like we won't be buying a season
2: ticket. Yeah. I don't know if we will either. It's just, it's gonna, just so hard with a little one. But to blame it,
1: I was going to say, I'm going to blame on my, uh, now seven month old. He'll be eight months in a couple of weeks. Oh my goodness. Time goes fast, man. He was born a uh, middle of September and that bye week we had in September. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was able to get in and out born on a Friday morning, uh, left the hospital Saturday, Sunday morning.
2: Um, I think we recorded a podcast on Tuesday.
1: I'm sure we did.
2: <laughs> like a five-day-old in the house. Well, my mom was here at that point. i would help. All
1: right, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and get to what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. Okay, well, I can tell you what I learned. Little League update. Um, so those in the Lubbock... South Plains area, no. We had a little bit of weather Monday evening, afternoon. Afternoon and going into the evening. We had a game scheduled at 745, uh, which is the second game uh, of a weeknight. First game at 6 got canceled at like 515. We're, we're well, looking. I saw
2: a lot of lightning when I was driving home, we so watched, I thought yeah, that was probably why.
1: We are wa- watching the weather updates, um, and honestly, like, we were driving around because we were, it was one of those things where like, we didn't hear about whether or not the game was going to be on for like 7.30 or no, it was like 7.15 because uh, it was about 30 minutes before we were supposed to start playing. Um, So like we were running around planning on going to the game um, <clears throat> and then cancel the first game I was like, well, it's not even raining yet like it kind of felt premature to cancel at six o'clock game. Cause like there wasn't a whole lot of rain. now. The the fields could have been dumped on, but when we got there at seven fifteen, the fields were wet, but they weren't like saturated. They weren't, there wasn't any like standing water. Um, so we got just we got to start our game, which I was excited about. I was like, yeah, let's play a game, man. I'm excited. We were playing the Mets who we are actually behind in the standings, but I'm not sure who they've played. Um, but if you look at their stats in terms of run scored runs allowed, like the, us, us two teams like neck and neck, we're right there together. Uh, but they were like, they were six and they are six and three and we're five and four. So that's why they're, they're ahead of us. Um, we're the visitors team visiting team. We got to bat first. We put up four runs in the first inning and I was ecstatic, dude. I was, I was pumped. I was like, for a game that's supposed to be close. Jumping out into a four run lead was huge. Yes. We gave up two runs in the bottom of the, of the first on a fly ball that our left fielder just barely missed. Like he got (sighs) at this age, they're still a little scared to get under it. So like he was like, he was judging it and like held his glove out because like, no. And then he missed, we had to turn around and run and go get it. Um, and then we nearly, nearly had that runner pegged at home. Um, but it was, it was like one of their bigger kids and our, our catcher is one of our smaller kids. Uh, he was not standing in the way that <laughs> the guy coming home. So he got out of the way. Um, But then we, we started the second inning. We scored one more run at this point. We're at the, we're at the bottom end of our lineup. Uh, one of our kids, he's been pretty good in terms of like consistency, roped one to the fence. I was like, where did <laughs> this come from? Uh, was able to get a home run off that, the team was screaming. They were super excited for him. Um, and then we got one of our. I, I, I hate to call him non-competitive, but he's not very. He doesn't have very competitive at bats. He got sure. on base. He he got a hit and got on base. We're like, dude, here we go. We're about to turn the, the lineup over. And then Everything like
2: is going our way. And
1: you know, we were up five, two and the wind picked up. It was like uh what's what's about to happen and then like it started just it dumped on us like immediately there's lightning and a bunch of rain umpires from the field like get off the field clear the field so we're like we're packing everything up, we're running out to a car then i was like wait a minute we started the second inning which means when our game gets rescheduled we resume the game from the spot we left it off (laughs) which means oh,
2: so you get to kind of pull a our, it's a tech in Austin thing.
1: Uh, yeah. Our five, two lead is preserved. We didn't play enough of the game to, to have it called and have the result be posted as official. And I'm, I'm, I'm one excited that we don't have to start over. Cause that was a really great start for us to jump yes. out to a four run lead on this team. Um, it makes me a little nervous to keep that going. Two days later, we're, we're going to play again. We're going to start up playing Wednesday night, but
2: I'm excited, dude. We were up five, two against a pretty good team. And I, so Wednesday night you'll resume. Is that the only game you play or do you play a second one?
1: We will play. No. So uh, we, we we have two games scheduled this week. One was Monday. The next one's on Saturday. So they're Mm, they're just, they they found a gap in the schedule on Wednesday night, which they they usually hold Wednesday nights open for kids, youth activities at church. Um, And then for makeup games, basically for the, the, the previous week. Um, but none of our kids are quite old enough for that. The youth activities. So yeah. a lot of a lot of people commit like, yeah, we'll be back, man. We're we're doing so good. So we had a rain out technically on Monday. We we are at a five-two lead, but we get to resume the game, which I'm like I
2: said, I'm really excited that we don't have to start over. Um, wonder what that's like to show up to a game and already be winning. <laughs> you know, I've we, never had that feeling. We're, we're
1: gonna roll up to the ballpark. Uh, 52 minutes left in a 75 minute game. We hit the field with a runner on first, uh, we do have two outs, but we'll have a batter up, um, with a three run lead.
2: That's not bad. That's not a bad way to start. (laughs) We start anything
1: roll (laughs) to the game with a three run lead. That's, that's how it should be. Um, but yeah, so after, after tomorrow we'll have three games left. It'll be every Saturday from here, uh, throughout the rest of the season, we've got three games left. Got the Mets Wednesday. Then I can't remember the exact order, but then we've got Red Sox, Astros, and Blue Jays. All of them are terrible, knock on wood. But uh,
2: our little team's coming together, man. It's it's, it's been really fun uh, to watch. Maybe a little four game sweep here. Maybe possible. Potential. 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 Okay, we'll go there. Well, do you want to know what I learned? Would love to know what you learned. I had a couple of mistakes this
1: weekend. Was that, yes. that a pun? Is that That's, a, a pun. A homo- That's a pun.
2: Homonymic pun?
1: Yes. Is that a yes. word? If
2: it's
0: not, it is
1: Hom- now.
2: Homonymic? I yeah. don't know. Why not? That's pretty good. Uh, I had two bad steaks this weekend, and I cooked one of them. How,
1: how, okay, hold on. How is that possible? How do you have two bad steaks in a weekend, and how are you responsible for one of them?
2: Well, okay, one of them technically probably wasn't bad, but it wasn't what I ordered. I went to a restaurant. I'm not gonna say who they were, cause it was super loud, and I ordered a medium rare steak. And what I got was definitely a rare steak. And I felt so bad because it was kind of I was kind of in shadow and stuff, and she had us all cut our steaks, and I cut mine and was like, Yeah, it's fine. And then I started cutting into it and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh <laughs> this is oh, this is not quite right. <laughs> but um, I didn't have the heart to return it. So I thought, well, I've never really had a rare steak. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> didn't enjoy that very much. <laughs> but luckily, I'd eaten so much of the the pregame foods that came across, you know, the stuff that they offer you for free. This The appetizers we ordered, there was a salad involved before that. I had a delicious baked potato. So oh, you had all kinds like of I'm, stuff to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like I was going I was going hungry, so I wasn't gonna finish it anyway. So I ate half of it and thought, I've I've gotta take this home. I mean, I don't wanna make a big deal out of it. And so I did and I made I sliced it up really thin and put it in some scrambled eggs and had a delicious breakfast bowl the next day with some uh salsa salsa I bought at the Wolfers Wolferth farmer's market. Man, losing my Losing my ability to speak. But yeah, so that was one bad steak. And technically, maybe it wasn't bad, but for me, it was not enjoyable. Mm. The second one, completely me, completely my fault. My wife had bought us uh, some delicious grass-fed steaks at HEB, not a sponsor, but let me know if anybody's <laughs> listening. We'll reach out. Well, <laughs> reach out. Uh I got a New York strip and she got a sirloin. And so I cooked them both on the cast iron uh, pan I have on my Weber charcoal grill. Mm -hmm. And I was so worried about cooking hers, you know, overdoing hers that I just, I completely, I I cooked a well-done steak for me. (laughs) I, I hit hers perfectly because I could have sworn that the New York strip was thicker so I put it on first and then I put hers on like two minutes after and then I was flipping them two minutes, you know, every two minutes after that and then started checking temps after like six minutes. And then all of a sudden mine was at like 145 and I was like, oh, crap, what's going on? And so I, I made the mistake instead of just pulling it off and letting it rest by itself. I like set it off to what I thought was a cool spot of the grill. Uh, it just kept going. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the temp just kept going, and by the time I ate it, it was completely gray. Oh no! And, but luckily, and this is this kind of makes it worth it. Her she insisted that hers was perfect. That's good. So, just, hers was like a perfect medium, medium rare-ish. I always try to go for medium rare, but I never always pull it too late. They almost always end up medium, but anyway, <laughs> or or well done in this case. But yeah, see Perini's steak seasoning that I got from Buffalo Gap, it was still it was still edible. Um,
1: I I like my steaks on the rarer side, so if I'm checking temps, I'm pulling it off at like 120.
2: That's what I should do, but I know I'm always like I pull off at 130 usually. Yeah, well that's or maybe that's, maybe 135.
1: Yeah, that's like medium rare to towards medium, which is fine. Like if that's what she likes. You, I don't, I don't, I don't get why you're burning your steaks as much as you do. And then
2: gray, golly, you ruined it. That was, I, totally I know that was a mistake, did. but. I did ruin it. I completely ruined it, but I ate it anyway. Cause I was just determined to be like, I, I need to eat this L. I need to just take it, <laughs> take it literally. Like <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not eating W's today. I'm eating an L. So that, that that's
1: actually one of the, the biggest reasons why I really like to a sous vide steak. Um, because yeah. w- when you put it in the water and you control the, the, the temperature of the water, the steak will never cross that temperature. So you, you set the steak at, or the water at 125, whatever, the steak will never go above 125 or whatever it is that you're set it at. Now, when you, you pull it out, dry it off and then sear it, you got to be careful, like your searing technique. Because if you throw mm. it in a cast iron, I figured out like, you got to let that get really, really hot first. Otherwise it takes so long to get a sear on it. You're going to basically cook it again on the cast iron and you're going to get a much more well done steak than you had anticipated. But uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the flame torch, like the the, the pastry flame torch, like the, the, what you would use for like a creme brulee. You basically just dry it off as much as you can and you just sear it for a couple minutes because it's not hot enough to really penetrate the steak, but you're, you're just charring the outside. So there's very little, chance you're going to burn it because it's a very small flame source
2: well, uh, well not too long I, and I never burned it I just <laughs> cooked the hell out of it yeah but I a long not too long ago I the first time I tried the cast iron on the grill it was fantastic but both the steaks were the same they were both ribeyes and this time I think I got way too in my head of oh I'm cooking like a like an eight ounce sirloin and a 12 ounce New York strip I've got to really overthink this and I'll be darned if I didn't completely overthought it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm uh we're probably doing steaks this weekend for mother's day for lunch, at least cause we get together for everybody, get together for family dinner Sunday night. I don't think we can do steaks for everybody, but Samantha may do, may request a, a steak Sunday. I have a hard time not getting a ribeye. Like I just, I can't make myself buy a strip or a sirloin anymore.
2: Yeah. I, it was fine. I still, I still think I would have been slightly disappointed had I, I, sp- cooked it like a normal human but yeah the ribeyes just that's that's kind of my jam that's still my jam i keep trying to i'm like you i'll, I'll branch out every now and then i'll go uh, i don't know but ribeyes are so good
1: <laughs> yeah so there's one more thing you mentioned that i, I want to give an update you said you bought the salsa from the farmer's market um, the salsa garden or the, the pepper plants i'm trying to grow making progress i pulled them out of the propagator propagator um, you know, had little seedlings, uh, that I've now replanted into smaller pots or like a, a seedling pot, mm-hmm. um, have them in pans with water and I spritz them every now and then, uh, getting them ready to go into a bigger pot and then eventually into the ground or just into a, a big pot. But I've got several jalapeno plants that are rock and rolling, several, uh, cayenne pepper plants. which I'm really excited about those. Um, I've never heard of a Hungarian wax pepper. They're kind of in between jalapeno and cayenne in terms of heat. And I've got a couple habanero
2: plants going. Goodness. So, you might have to make some Jamaican jerk chicken or something with those habaneros.
1: Yeah, got that. got lots of good cucumber and squash plants rocking. Got a couple sunflowers going. Tomatoes and tomatillas, I never could get them to come up right. And then, like, when they did pop up, they got like, there was nothing but stem or like little wires that popped up and they flopped over. And it's like, I don't know how to fix that.
2: Well, uh, Allison requested some, some. Uh, plants for Mother's Day so last weekend uh, my daughter and I went and purchased some that were already growing and what we got was just mainly herbs that's mainly what she wanted but then she was kind of interested in just other random stuff so I bought a tomatillo plant Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that goes and then I bought some seeds for cayenne so we might have a little cayenne pepper plant and then also a snacking pepper plant never heard of that yeah, well, have you ever seen those bags of peppers? They look like bell peppers, but they're about two or three inches long. They're kind of more slender than bell peppers, but they're all the different colors of bell peppers, you know, yellow. and
1: So are those like the sweet peppers?
2: Yes. So yes. We, we, we've, Snacking peppers, sweet peppers, yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we've, we've used those before for like a, like a bacon-wrapped jalapeno popper, but we subbed out those peppers because a lot of the Spanish family doesn't like spicy food. But they will they will go after those,
2: yeah. And those are those are really good. We use them a lot for um, well, just snacking one, but like with hummus or something like that, or, or ranch. Of course, always ranch. Blood type is ranch.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that, that's probably the way to go. I don't know if I'll if I'll do um, if I'll do from seed again because it's been a, it's been kind of a nightmare, and it's been six weeks at this point. And they're going really slowly, but
2: just so much more variety with seed. That's the only thing.
1: So that'll do it for us in the 23 personnel podcast. We'll be back next week for Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at Puntsuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on StakingThePlanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane.